Yo, yo, what's going on, Train Hard, Live Strong family? So, you know, obviously there's tons of ways and strategies to work out, right? There's so many different things that you can do to accomplish your your goals that you want for your physique, for your health, for your body, for your life. Whatever you're striving for right now, there's many ways to accomplish it. And I know things can get a little bit difficult and you might not know where to start, but today in this episode, we have an amazing guest speaker, coach, that is going to explain both the amazing benefits that calisthenics and weightlifting has on you. And not only that, she's also going to explain how one benefits the other. So if you're struggling right now in weightlifting, she's going to explain how calisthenics can help that. And she's going to give a bunch of tips and suggestions on what exercises to do. This can be completely amazing. And I can't wait for you to listen to it. So without further ado, everyone, you are listening to the Train Hard Lift Strong podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, and we about to get this episode rolling. Here we go. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations, and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. This is your host, Coach Matt, and today we have another amazing guest speaker on the show today to talk to you all about like the benefits of calisthenics and weightlifting. It's so cool because this coach, she has like the view perspective on both these worlds. And if you already know who she is, you're, you've already seen her stuff on Instagram and all the amazing stuff she can do with just her body alone and what she helps other people with as well. But without further ado, let's welcome our guest speaker, Taylor. What's up, Taylor? Hi, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> good, good. So, so you were saying there's snow. So where are you at right now? You're in, in Canada. I'm in Aurora. Aurora. So just a little bit north of Toronto. That's right. Yeah. You know, Not many people know where it is. Yeah, the other, the other day I was trying to think about, I was like, oh, where did she say she was from or where she is in Aurora? Okay, it's not, it's not actually hard to forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So for, uh, so for all, all the listeners, um, yeah. for everyone who doesn't know who you are right now, um, you can real quick and just talk about, you know, a little bit about yourself and, and why you do what you do. Uh, okay, so I'm Taylor. I'm a personal trainer based out of Aurora, so I own my own business. Um, but on top of my training business, I also just love fitness. Like my entire world pretty much encompasses it. Um, I'm an ISAB pro for the fitness division, as well as the calisthenic athletes. That's kind of where the whole bodybuilding and calisthenics meets. Um, and I just love fitness and everything about it. So that's what I do. <laughs> Dude, I know that's so cool. Like I said, if like anyone you know who already knows who you are, like your Instagram is filled, filled with so much like fitness stuff, and your story is just filled with a bunch of people and, and doing what you do which is so cool. I just do this all for fun. My Instagram, I've been trying to grow it for the last two years. So I just post and tag um, people I know within Canada or even like in the States, I have uh, followers who I can challenge and they can challenge me. So it's always a fun time. That's so cool. So what like originally got you into like, calisthenics? Uh, calisthenics. I got into calisthenics through a group in Canada called Calisthenics Canada. 
Um, it's a group that's run the GTA pretty much. And it's, there's also some of us in uh, Montreal, I believe. And we basically get together once a month or once every two months. And we all just have like a huge like gathering where we just get to like show our tricks and learn from each other. So I went to one of those back in November. Ever since then, I've been training with the same kind of group um, every Sunday. So, well, not anymore, but because of coronavirus, but I used I to. Um, and that's how I kind of like got into calisthenics. <laughs> that's so cool. So what keeps you attracted to calisthenics? What do you love about it so much? I like it because it's all body weight stuff. Like I'm a very big person in that if you can't control your own body weight, then there's really no point in adding weight onto yourself. So I, I like it because I can one, do it anywhere. So it's because you know the saying where it's like the world is your playground. Uh -huh. um, that's exactly what I get to do with it. Whether I'm at a park or even like on the lakefront or something like that, like I can always find something to do that's physically active or um, just in my own house. Like body weight workouts are, in my opinion, just as good as the weightlifting, depending on how you do them. Right, absolutely. And I totally agree. And I think it's so cool how what you can do with your body because there's so many people out there that have like different um, perspectives on like how to sculpt their body or whatnot. But what you can do with just working with your body weight is is remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. So, so going on to the weightlifting side, what is it that you enjoy about weightlifting? Uh, weightlifting, I'm almost like a I'm mixed. I'm also like a gym bro. Like I love lifting weight. Like I love like lifting weight above my head. I'm just like, yeah, like I love hitting a PR and stuff like that. So going into the gym and having like all the free weights and the machines where I get like a really good isolation um, and just like have like a good solid like old school workout. I really like as well. So I don't know. I have a, I have a love for both of them, but for different reasons. So. Okay. Okay. So real quick, what different reasons? So I like calisthenics because it's so fun and it's something that I can do. And I find the movements are more fun. Like they're more acrobatic. So it's more entertaining for me. Um, and I feel like a sense of accomplishment when I get um, a certain skill or anything like that. Whereas weightlifting, I like the endorphin rush after. So I always feel my mood is uplifted after I finish doing a lift. Oh, I'm super cool. Like I lift super heavy. Like that's my gym bro mentality about it. But uh, I just lifting a good weight versus the feeling of being accomplished is, is different in my mind. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, 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 sense? I, yeah, <laughs> it does. It does. I feel like, okay, so I can't do as much crazy stuff as you can do because you do some crazy stuff. But I can do like the Superman push-ups, you know, where you jump up and kind of like put your hands up off the floor and yeah. stuff. Okay, so I, do, I could do stuff like that. Um, I've always been an explosive power or explosive power athlete i like to go really fast really hard in a short period of time uh but i totally understand what you say about like the feeling that your body receives from both a body weight workout and then weightlifting. it's so yeah, cool so that's a good example so doing a superman push-up where you come off the ground uh -huh. you finish it you're like whoa that's so awesome like i just yeah. did that like that was a sick weight good job you know it's, it's a different accomplishment in your mind at least i think so yeah and that's funny you say that because Whenever I do that that body weight exercise, I feel like wow, I can do I could do something crazy anywhere, right? But whenever I lift or get mm -hmm. like a new PR, uh, I just feel I just feel stronger. That's you know really that's basically it. Yeah, it was just so and it's so cool how you can get two different loves from both different arenas. Oh yes, yes, yes. How it's different, but it's still the same amount of enthusiasm behind it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, and so you help people in the calisthenic world and weightlifting. Yes, I train both. You train both. Is there like a, I guess, is it harder? It would be hard for me to, I guess maybe because I don't like specialize in it, but to help someone work with their body weight 
do you find it being difficult and like is one more difficult than the other yes i would okay. say teaching calisthenics is sometimes a little bit trickier because you have to have so much body awareness for calisthenics like obviously with weightlifting as well um but it's for very specific movements like i find people can do a bicep curl do a bench press but when you're asking someone to flip upside down or to balance on one leg and pistol all the way down come back up you have to be so well balanced and be aware of how your body moves in space that it's very different to um so i find it's just depending on the person and their athletic background it can be easier or harder with calisthenics to teach it for sure yeah okay yeah okay well i agree then okay cool so hanger from you makes me feel like i'm i'm okay <laughs> like i'm not crazy or something but um yeah <laughs> So was there like more benefits with calisthenics for someone, I guess, like in the external world, like just going outside and picking up groceries or, you know, if they drop something, picking something up, or if they're doing like gardening, like was calisthenic workouts more beneficial in those areas? I think so. Because like I said, it takes so much more body awareness mm -hmm. that when you become good at calisthenics, your body just naturally moves the way it's supposed to. So instead of using your back to pick up something, like you naturally want to hinge at your hips. And it just teaches better movement patterns, I think, especially for beginners. Like when you start body weight training, or sorry, body building. There we go. There's the word yeah. body building. <laughs> it, you, always, you always do everything basic. Like you never just load someone up with like a 300 pound squat. Like you teach them how to do a body weight first. And that's again, to put the movement pattern into their body. So I think calisthenics is really good for that um, in everyone's everyday life. Whether you're someone who does more athletic stuff like me, or if you're just like my mom who's in her 60s just doing random everyday people things like it's better for her to know what her body moves like than to be lifting heavy weight in the gym like it's, it's going to translate a lot to her everyday life more calisthenics than it will body bodybuilding for someone that age yeah yeah okay so do you help your mom with like calisthenic stuff i try to my parents are somewhat active okay um i definitely try to keep give them like the very basic movements um okay. nothing nothing what i do but again yeah, backflips like aware yeah, my mom's not backflipping into the splits right now. But she definitely is getting more aware of like how her body moves and uh, and proper movement patterns. Important thing. Yeah, proper movement patterns. That is absolutely. That's. That's. I don't even know if that's the actual way to say it, but when you put those words together, it proper movement patterns. It's like how to actually move your body the way it was designed. Yeah, and not have like an imbalance or a compensation anywhere like that. It's just how the body is designed to move properly to support yourself to avoid any type of injury. Yeah. So I agree with you a thousand percent. And I feel like people who are in the bodybuilding world right, or powerlifting, right? And they're always lifting the heavy, heavy, heavy weights. Even they should focus on body movements because having 500 pounds on your back and having an imbalance can lead to an injury like within seconds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you try to like deadlift something and you have something slightly off, it's no bueno. <laughs> yeah. See? So like maybe even just like a few minutes a day before or even after your workout to work on your body, like body weight movement, that can benefit you in all your lifts or in the specific lifts. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I agree with that. Yeah. See, that's so cool because I do take time. So your routine. So let's say you're going to go. Do you wait? So before this quarantine, you weight lift regularly? <laughs> yeah. So I trained six days a week. Still. but yeah before quarantine i was working out six days a week at my good life okay okay cool so run us through like a do you have like a specific warm-up that you kind of do before you do a lift my warm-up um 
Yeah, like I would say I always do around like five minutes either like on the rower if it's an upper body day or in the treadmill just to kind of get everything worked out, wake my body up a little bit because I usually go late at night after work. Mm -hmm. And then whatever body group I'm working, like I'll kind of activate those muscles. That's like my warm up. So for a lower body day, I'll usually do something like lateral band walk or glute bridges just to like activate my glutes um, and my hamstrings a little bit depending on which movements I'm doing. And then for upper body, I'll usually do like if it's back, hanging scap raises um, or just rear delt flies just to kind of warm everything up, get like the joints lubricated. And then if it's a like a chest or a push day, I'll usually just warm up with push ups. So I always like to do something light. Usually it's typically body weight as my warm up, um, and then I'll go into the weightlifting. Dude, that's that's awesome. I, I like I do basically the same. I like to spend at least five, maybe ten minutes doing like a you know, if I'm doing legs, you know, work on like the air squats or, you know, like a lunge with no weight and kind of open up my hips. Because uh, I, I struggle with like uh, I got really tight hamstrings and tight hips. The groin, my groin's like kind of tight, so I, I, I need to take mm-hmm. time to open those areas up always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, same, definitely. And that's I good. That do, you, do you recommend warm-ups all the time? Yeah, 100%. I used to, like when I was young and I thought I was like, I'm never going to get injured, I would always skip the warm-up. Uh, now as an older athlete, warm-up is 100% one of the most important things. Um, so I always warm up and then I do my workout and then I usually do some type of cool down, whether it's like an active stretch or just like a little bit of core work, just something to kind of bring my body back down um, is what I always do just because I find that's how I managed to stay relatively injury free within the last couple of years that I've gotten really into um, bodybuilding and calisthenics. Nice. That's a lot of people. I, know, I was the same way as a kid growing up. I hated like stretching. I hated warm ups. I hated cool downs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You never want to do it because it burns. It hurts to touch your toes, you know? Yeah. I was always like, no, nah, let me just get in, get out, do my workout, <laughs> see you, bye. And like now I'm just like, let's take our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, I love what you said because you're trying to stay injured. You can't do a lift if you get injured. Yeah, because then it throws everything else off and then you go through that whole rut of being injured. Like everyone's been injured before. It sucks. No one likes mm-hmm. it. So yeah. you can avoid it. So Definitely exactly. Definitely warm up and cool down. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well, you heard it from her. So that's awesome. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So in your opinion, would progress, because you do, obviously, you coach both these worlds. But uh, so in your opinion, would progress be better if calisthenic workouts were combined with weightlifting and like vice versa? I personally think so, yes. Because in the last year or so, when I've combined my training of calisthenics and weightlifting, I find my results are way better. Um, it, it just helps me because I can, it's two ways to measure your progression. Because sometimes we lift weights and like, yes, our weight's going up, but are we actually really getting that much stronger? Um, right. I find like sometimes it's a hard line to tell. Whereas with my calisthenics movement, either I can lift myself off of the ground or I can't. Like uh-huh. it's very clear cut whether or not you've gotten stronger or not. Um, so that's what I really like about it. So it's two ways, to, two ways sorry, to measure my progress as well as it's just, it keeps the workouts fun for me um, because I find sometimes with weight training we can all get bored like how many times can you do chest flies bench presses whichever but if you find different ways to integrate an exercise that'll work the same muscle group but a different way it makes it more enjoyable um which usually means that you're more invested in your lift which your progress gets better so i think it's a great thing to pair with weightlifting yeah and i i I absolutely i think we're like almost the same because I used to just do weightlifting, right? I used to just weightlift and do like the regular workouts, the bench press, the back squats. I do regular stuff like that. But once I kind of got advanced and began to understand how to work with my body weight, I started to combine like 
bench press with those Superman push-ups, and it became more fun and like more effective for my results. Yeah, when see. you enjoy what you're doing, like there's no, it's like it's automatic that your results are better because you're you're having fun, yeah. <laughs> you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. So, so in your opinion, fitness should always be fun. It should be something that you look forward to. Yeah, I never. I always tell my clients that you should be coming into the gym like looking forward to what you're about to do like obviously we all have those days where we're like no i don't really want to work out but as soon as you get in there you start doing the movements like you should be able to be like well that was a really good lift i had so much fun today like this made my day better yeah i don't think you should ever go into the mentality of like thinking workouts are boring or they're a chore or you don't want to um exercise is something that's so positive so we want to keep it fun and interesting that's my that's my look on fitness yeah, and that's and absolutely, and it's so cool because I by your voice and your energy, it, you can tell, you can tell that you know you love fitness and fitness should be fun because it's it's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I always have fun. I always joke on my Instagram like when I say I'll stop doing fitness when I stop having fun with it, which I know that'll never happen because I I enjoy everything I do within it. So. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. So one thing that I've always wondered and. You, I'm pretty sure you might have the answer, but I'm pretty sure a lot of other people might have the same question too. So in your experience with coaching clients in both weightlifting and calisthenics, which client like achieves better muscle definition? So that's hard because muscle definition comes a lot from like what you're eating too. Okay. But if I were to generalize it, I think the majority of calisthenic athletes that I know are far more defined than the average person who just weight lifts. Um, again, I think it's because a lot of the calisthenic workouts are so you have to have such a good mind muscle connection when you're doing things that I think that definitely helps with all their movements as well as because you can literally do it anywhere. You'll find people who according to calisthenics do it at the park. They'll do it at home. They'll do it at the gym. Like there's really no limit to where you can work calisthenics. Um, and because the calisthenics is more fun, in my opinion, people just love to do it and do it for a long time. So maybe the workouts are a little bit longer, but they're doing so much more volume that I think that definitely helps with their muscle definition um, at the end of the day. Volume. But there's, al- there's obviously a lot of weightlifters who have a lot of definition, but I think from what I know, there's a lot mm-hmm. more weightlifters who are not as defined because again, they have to really pair it with that new where calisthenic athletes are just kind of like we eat whatever we want we just do a bunch of workouts and it and this is how we look so (laughs) it's hard to find a calisthenic athlete who isn't well defined (laughs) yeah so do you for so in your opinion uh, depending on like your research and, and stuff like that um the metabolism in kind of both athletes do you think that one maybe gets more of a metabolism benefit like versus weightlifting and calisthenics yeah, because the calisthenic workouts, because they're all body weight, you can do a lot more volume with them. So they definitely are more of like a, not necessarily a hit style, but I would say closer to that than a lot of body weight. Like if you look at someone who's a bodybuilder, they'll take, they'll do one single exercise, one minute break, one single exercise. One. So they're working on strictly just getting like bigger um, versus calisthenic athletes are really about that function, um, mm-hmm. functionality in their movements and the actual strength behind it. The actual so I think their workouts are, little, are, are designed a little bit better in yeah, my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, because I see, you know, some so the, the most calisthenic that I get is like I said, the like the push up um 
supermans and like uh i do yeah. like a, i do like a lot of lunge jumps uh air squats uh squat jumps i do like i combine stuff you know like uh, burpee high jumps uh burpee lunge jump. i yeah. do like a bunch of stuff like that but i can definitely tell the soreness difference between calisthenics and weightlifting yeah yeah and and i still i usually get more sore after my calisthenic workouts if i'm being completely honest right right you, you say you feel more exhausted like or more sore more for and usually more exhausted because I'm usually doing a, a greater amount of volume. So I work really hard. Yeah. <laughs> during my calisthenic workouts. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. And it's so cool because you can take it anywhere you go, just like you said. Um, and I feel like you can put in more calisthenic uh, workouts throughout your split throughout the week than a uh, just a weightlifting split, like, you know, a push, pull, lower body and stuff like that. I feel like you could do more with calisthenics. Yeah, you can do way more with calisthenics because there's just so many movements. Like you have the dynamic movements in calisthenics, but then you also have the static movements. So there's so much to work on. So even though you're working on, say, like chin-ups, for example, a chin-up where you're just doing like a high pull and you're having to hold the top versus like a muscle-up or something where you're doing like a plyometric chin-up. Like it's different movements, but you're still working the same muscle group, but it's a static versus a dynamic movement. Yeah. So they're fun to pair in that in that aspect. Right, right. So... If someone wanted to target like their back, kind of define their back, get their back a little bit stronger, what are, what's like a simple workout that you would recommend calisthenic wise? Yeah. You could, I always warm up with scat pulls or like, um, so that's my warm up usually. You can work your back lever, uh, sorry, your front lever, not your back, your front lever you can work. Um, you can work your chin ups, you can work like your Russian chin ups, which is something where you go up into a chin up and then you try to like lever it up. So that's also back and core at the same time. Um, nice. uh, you can do your flag, like your human flag. You can hold that. That's a lot of like shoulders and like a little bit of your back as well. Uh-huh. So there's just like a lot more movements that are fun. Cause yeah, okay. I mean, th- like to, to do those are more fun than to be like slap pull down, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Here, let me put this yeah. little pin in and pick away and then do some, some pull downs. <laughs> yeah. And then wait my one minute rest and then put the pin on one lower and then go a little heavier. Right, right. And also, too, that's funny you brought that up. I have seen uh, people who can pull, pull down like 300 pounds, 350 pounds, but they can't do more than like 10 push-ups or 10 pull-ups. Yeah, so because it's, they're, they don't know how to like use their body weight. Because so many times, I get this a lot, where someone will look at me and be like, how are you so strong? Like, how do you lift so much? And I'm like, well, because I can just pound per pound, I'm, I'm stronger than you are. And it's because of my calisthenics. I think a lot of, because I work out with like a lot of my guy friends, they always get so frustrated and they're always like, why are you so strong? Like, how do you get like that? And it's just, I'm just explaining, I'm like, do my workouts. Like, I know you guys laugh that I'm out here doing like chin up burpees or whatever, but <laughs> it's what works. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and, uh, okay. So I guess that brings me to my next question, which would be, um, does, and I, we may, we might have hit it in, in the beginning of the, of the episode, but does, calisthenics make weightlifting easier or i guess are you conditioning yourself better for the weightlift or would weightlifting make you stronger in calisthenics um me personally i use my weightlifting to better my calisthenics rather than my calisthenics to better my weightlifting um one thing i would say that is probably a little bit of a gray area is people who work like a heavy leg day in calisthenics if you have like big heavy tree trunk legs it's going to be a lot harder for you to get those static holds. So if you, you'll notice a lot in calcite athletes, like none of them have like these huge, like ripped quads or anything like that, but they are still lower body strong. It's just a little bit less dense 
um, for their leg muscles. But for me, like how I train for my my human flag or my front leap and stuff like that, like I'm doing a ton of planks or a lot of hanging leg raises, which yes, are calisthenic movements, but then I'll also do things weighted as well in the gym. Um, like my wood choppers on the cables um, or any type of like teapots just to kind of like fire up my obliques. So I definitely do use both to complement each other. Okay. But I think it's, I definitely use weightlifting to complement calisthenics um, a little bit more mm-hmm. just because like I said, it's, it's how I, or I guess, no, I guess technically calisthenics complements weightlifting because that's how I measure my progress and my, am I actually getting stronger? Okay. So yeah. how, how do you gauge your strength <laughs> personally, your strength? How do you gauge your strength? So for my back strength, like to really know whether or not my lats are getting stronger, I measure it on how many pull-ups I can do um, or, or how close I'm getting to my front lever. So right now that's a skill that I'm really working towards. And I can tell that I've gotten stronger in my lats because I'm able to pull myself up to the position, um, whereas before I couldn't. I, I measure my oh. shoulder strength based on my ability to do handstand push-ups. So now when I first started, I, could, I would dream of doing a handstand push-up. I was like, oh, all I want to do is do a handstand push-up. And then now I'm doing things like a, a 90 degree handstand pushup or a deep handstand pushup. And that's how I know. I'm like, wow, my progress has really skyrocketed within the last year because there was a point where I thought all I want to do is just remotely get off the ground, like a little bit. Right. Um, that's all. And then for my pushups, I know my chest is getting stronger because I'll notice my pushups in my plyometrics are going like way higher or my, the amount of volume I can do is way more. Okay. Okay. What about your legs? That's hard because mm, for legs, it's more like, I've always been able to do pistol squats, so it's it's harder to me to measure my leg strength with calisthenics. I think that's more based on my my weight, so okay. my squats or my deadlifts or anything like that. But I don't. I'm, it sounds weird. Like as a girl, I'm not like ooh. I'm not super focused on my legs. Like I definitely work them, but I love working up our body. <laughs> really? I really care. Yeah, I shoulders is my favorite muscle group to work. Legs wow. is probably like third, if that. <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, it, it's funny because a, a lot of females, a lot of females, they enjoy working legs or lower body more than upper body. Yeah, I think it's because they definitely care about the aesthetic of yes. how their body looks. Like it's really in right now to have that like the big legs, the big butt, everything like that. Whereas me, I'm less about aesthetics. I'm more about function. Like as long as my legs are functional, I I don't really care how they look. Obviously, I want to look good. But that's an opinion, like, you know what I mean? So um, I definitely, I like having, like, stronger arms. I think having a stronger upper body is more aesthetic than having, like, a big butt. You know what I mean? So, yeah, right, right. It's, so I'm obviously, definitely an upper body person. Okay, good. That's good. Yeah, and you can obviously show because, like, you, when it, the stuff that you do is incredible. You're doing, like, these Superman push-ups and these, you know, all this stuff that you do. But uh, so is... Is that kind of so? Right now, we're te- technically in in different countries. Um, mm-hmm. Is how how is like the athletic, um, I guess, view over there? Is it kind of like that? Do you still see more females uh, lower body dominant than upper body? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, so same. It's becoming more common. Like I know amongst my clients, I really instill the whole. It's good. It's better to be strong than it is to look pretty. Like we're not trying to look good. We're trying to be strong. Like that's the message I send to my clients a lot of the time. So. A lot of my clients now really do like to have a, a little bit more shoulder definition or to have like nice triceps. Um, and they're less focused on, oh, can you make my butt bigger? Like it's very rare that I train someone who's like, I just want to do legs, make my butt big. 
um, that's not the clientele that I usually attract just because I really do like to instill that being, being strong is more important than the aesthetic of how you look. It's how you feel. Like if you feel strong, you usually feel good. Um, yeah. So that's the message I like to, to put across. Yeah, and that's awesome. So and I 100% agree. I, I feel like, so you're more focused on like your health, you being healthy and you being strong with yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's good. I like that. I'm less focused on, yeah, like I'm someone who's not, like when my clients ask about results, I rarely will do like actual, like I want, I'm not someone who's checking in on your weight every week or asking about your circumference measurements. Like I'm asking you how, how your body feels, how your energy levels are your clothes fit things like that that are just as good measurements for progress than to just focus on aesthetics and numbers right yeah because all that inner inner strength that you're creating is helping people feel good outside and and it reflects outside yeah exactly that's so cool i want my clients to feel good about themselves not to just put themselves in this mold that society has decided to deem attractive for women like i want them to feel good because they feel strong Wow, that's good. Because there is a difference between feeling good because you feel good instead of feeling good because you look good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like that. That's so yeah. good. And I'm, I'm glad that you preached that. And, I, and I'm so glad that you're here giving value on, on here, you know, on the, on the podcast with, with that. Because I feel like a lot of people should focus more on the health realm, how you feel internally, instead of focusing on getting that six pack for the beach or getting glutes for to look good in leggings like let's focus on how you feel inside yeah how you feel inside and how your body functions like if you're you have a functioning body that's very well balanced like that is just as important yeah absolutely whenever you began your fitness journey or like whenever you began doing everything that you do now were you more focused in the beginning on just weightlifting or were you more focused on calisthenics? That's hard because I've been active my whole life and I started in gymnastics, which is all like calisthenics movements. And right. then when I went into university, because I was an athlete, being a gymnast and then a dancer and then a cheerleader, um, I was always in something active. And then university, when I was on cheer, I decided to start working out. Um, and that was definitely more where I got into the weightlifting stuff. So technically, when I first started like actually working out not just being an athlete it was more weightlifting based um and then I'd say within the last year and a half is where I kind of really specialized in the calisthenics and became more focused on that um just to complement my weightlifting or my weightlifting to complement calisthenics right 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 okay does calisthenic do you feel a different weight not like emotionally but more of like um health wise do you feel like your like maybe like your joints are healthier, they feel a little bit better or your mobility, like this calisthenics, what kind of benefits does it do for your health? For me it's my mobility because for a lot of the movements that I'm trying to get, like you do have to be flexible. Like for I know everyone just thinks handstands is just you kick up and you can get it. But there's so much more that no you way. have to have up you have to have upper body mobility. You have to have people don't realize it, but you have to have flexible hamstrings so you can kick up a straight leg. Like all the movements that you do uh. in calisthenics require you to like I said, to, to function properly, mobility, like the strength and a certain end range of motion for your shoulders has to be there as well. Um, so I so, definitely think that calisthenics has done a lot for me in my mobility and just being more aware of where my weaknesses are, where my imbalances are in my body. Right. Whenever I, uh, before I even did any sort of calisthenic work, I only did weightlifting, a lot of like high intensive interval training with barbells um, and dumbbells, kettlebells and stuff like that. 
I, I didn't have like extreme joint pain, but I felt like stiffness. And this is before like I liked to stretch. Uh, so I guess that, <laughs> that, that was also something too. But uh, uh, w- so calisthenics really benefits your joint health. Yes, I think so. Um, it, for me, I can push ups or a great variety of, of push ups that I'm moving through all range joints that I know what areas are my weaker points and what areas are points that I need to increase my mobility on. Um, whereas in weightlifting, doing a shoulder press, like you're here and then you're up top, right? So it's, if you feel good in those movements, you're kind of ignoring the, the other end, the other end range motions as well. So I think calisthenics just puts you in a in more positions, like your body's in more more of a variety of positions. So it gives you a better idea of how it's functioning. Yeah, right. And then with weightlifting, obviously it, there's more load uh, to to the movement than if with calisthenics, you know. So so obviously it takes like a lot of tension off the joints too with calisthenics. Yeah, like I would say weightlifting is is good but again like you said there's a lot of load on the joints so sometimes it's just not the best to always load up um if your body like again isn't functioning the proper way then it's not the best to load it up with like 400 pounds <laughs> so if, <laughs> so someone right now because you know we might have like young young like listeners who are in, in their teens and they're about to get into that phase of starting to weightlift and stuff like that um would would you recommend them focus on working on your body weight first before you even do any sort of compound heavy lift? Yeah, absolutely. I always start off all my clients, even if they're not young athletes and they're just like in their older forties and they, and they want to get into the dumbbells. I'm like, well, first let's just make sure everything's moving properly. Like I always start with body weight and then we kind of get a good idea. So even with over like shoulder press, I make sure they have the overhead mobility first. Like I'll do just like body weight, put your arms above your head. Like, let me see what it looks like before I even put them on a shoulder press, just because I like to see the movement pattern correct and see whether or not it's time to add weight. Yeah, right. So, And the, the, do you get any like pushback from clients whenever you say, hey, let's, I know you want to do the lifts. Like, I know you want to do this. I know you want to, you know, get stronger or whatnot. Do you get any pushback from your clients whenever you say, hey, let's do these calisthenics first. Let's see how you can move before we do those lifts. Depending on the client sometimes, because I think people who uh, have that like classical weight training mentality are just like, why do I have to do body weight first? Um, But then when you explain it to them, the importance, they kind of understand it a little better. One of my clients was like that. And then I I broke it down to him and he was like, okay. And now before we do anything, he's always about how his form, how his form is, how his body's moving if anything looks imbalanced, like he's very aware of it now and he cares a lot more about it. So I think as long as you're a trainer, you can instill the importance of the function and how your body moves and the dangers. If you don't have the fundamentals, then they appreciate it a lot more. Okay. What about with like, do you have any, uh, I guess maybe experience with your clients whenever they go through a plateau? Like if, let's say, do you ever get people who are weightlifting and they've gone through a plateau and then you bring them into calisthenic type work and then put them back on weightlifting and they have broken that plateau? Yeah, absolutely. And myself, that happens to me all the time too, where I find that my bench press like isn't going up, but I'm like training the same split over and over again. Um, not necessarily over and over again, but like the same type of body, like the weightlifting exercises. And then when I just take a little bit of a break and focus on the body weight and my push-ups and my handstand push-ups, I'll go back to my bench press and I'll be able to increase it by five, 10 pounds, depending on where we're sitting before. It's, it's amazing that body weight stuff can really translate into the weightlifting very nicely. And I think if more people were just as, as happy as doing calisthenics as I am, I think that they would really get a great benefit out of doing calisthenics and the weightlifting. 
Right, because the muscle breakdown is is a little bit different, right? Like in calisthenics, it's not as uh, I guess aggressive as weightlifting. Or, or do you have like a separate opinion? Or, um, yeah, like I can definitely do more reps in calisthenics than I can in weightlifting. Because again, like I'm moving my own body weight versus trying to lift X amount of pounds over over my chest, over my shoulders, or whatever. Um. So I think just the pure volume of calisthenics is what really is different about it. And that's what trains your muscles differently for like endurance and the stamina within your muscle group. Right. Have you, have you, you personally, have you tested yourself on um, seeing how many pushups you can do um, in like a, a time frame or whatnot, and then compared it to how many, like putting your weight on a barbell and then uh, seeing how many times you can bench press that? Oh, I think I, I think I have. Or close to, like, I think I did 20 reps doing a bench press at 95 pounds, which is a little bit lighter than what I am. But okay. for push-ups, I can do in one sitting, like, 70. So it's it's crazy how different it is um, when you, like, have, like, weight loaded versus when you're just moving your own body weight. Yeah. So I definitely can do more with my body than I can yeah. with just, like, weights. Yeah. That's so crazy. That that is nuts. That is nuts. Because you're dominating your body and your body weight, but for some reason it's hard to I obviously different angles too and gravity and, and stuff like that, but uh it's crazy how that happens. Yeah, yeah. Cause like you like I can't imagine bench pressing ninety pounds or ninety five pounds for seventy reps. Like that'd be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> right, right. Um, but for push ups it's like I'm trying to get more than seventy reps for push ups, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. different. Okay. So Obviously, the core is like very uh, important. Okay, like when anything, anything. But in calisthenics, how how important is the core for you? Oh, it's really yeah. Everything in calisthenics is core. Oh um, yeah. And it's interesting because I can I'm good at doing my core in static movements. Okay. But it's really hard for me to activate it during dynamic movements. So that's something that I've been really working on. So I'll try to practice all my core work well moving at the same time if that makes sense so like if i'm doing um like cats and camels or if i'm doing like planks and stuff like that like i'll try to move within doing it so that way my body gets used to keeping the contraction the tightness while everything else is while i'm calling upon other muscle groups to work in in at the same time so it's it's a trick to learn because i always thought like well my core is so strong like i can do hanging leg lifts i can do all this crazy stuff and it's like you asked me to do i don't know like a a 360 on the bar and like to keep my core tight where I'm not like corkscrewing myself is it's a far different muscle mind connection than it is just to, to hold a plank or to do a just like a full turn or something like that like it's so different when it's moving versus static right and and the dynamic type of uh a calisthenic would in my opinion greatly benefits like a um because, uh, for example, you have to do, you have to activate your core and keep it activated throughout the entire dynamic movement. Same thing with the like uh, with the back squat. You got to keep your core tight whenever you're taking this load, you know, down and up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does translate well because, like you said, like a lot of like a military press, like your core has to be super strong, but you're calling upon your shoulders primarily to do the movement. So it's good to to pair them like that. It's right. a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay, so what are your um your I guess here well, how can I ask? What are your three worst dynamic uh core exercises? Like like ones that you're just you're having trouble with. Oh 
my worst ones. Um, like they're just hard for you. They're just hard. Like it's hard to to just put them in the movements, but it's just hard for me to stay tighter while moving. Okay. Sometimes I don't know. Like ah, uh, three movements. Or give me one. I, give me one. My head, like, I don't know if I give me one. <laughs> Throw um, me one. Okay. So like coming down to like fever where you start into a tuck and then you have to extend out. So I can hold a tuck lever and I can hold a straight back lever but to go from tuck movement of like tuck in, into straightening your legs. It's really hard for me to keep my core tight. Even though I can do both like both endpoint movements, that transition period is really hard for me to do. Wow. Why That's do you a good example so? of like movement. I honestly don't know because I can do both movements and it's so frustrating. Uh-huh. But I think it's just because it's probably new for me too. Um, where like before, like when I would do it, I would just I would just do a straight back lever. I would do a straight just like tuck lever. I would never have to transition to them. But doing freestyle bar work, that's like a a classic move that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I'm working on. But I find it so hard to do. Okay. Or one that's really hard is like moving from like a handstand down into like a straddle plunge. So going into the handstand is easy. Being down in the plunge is okay, but it's that movement downwards where you really, where I really, really have to focus on keeping my core tight. Right, that dynamic portion, the actual movement of that portion. Like the actual movement of like my legs going from handstand down a plunge, or from my tuck into like a straight. Like it's the movement that's happening. That's right. I mainly, mainly it's transitions that I find are the hardest. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's. I feel like I haven't tried stuff like that yet. The only thing I can do that's, I guess, crazy to me is doing a, um, I think it's called a, an L, an L hang pull up. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You, I'm pretty sure you can do those, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. An L sit chin up or pull up or whatever. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Right. So the, when I first figured out how to do those, those ones really benefited my back squat for some odd reason. I don't know why, but it, it did. Yeah, I'm having to keep that belt, like, like that natural abdomen belt nice and tight so it, it translates into like all the free weight movements that you do yeah you know actually i like that you said that okay the belt okay so you've seen weightlifting belts obviously in the gym right what's like your uh i guess so i see a lot of people doing like uh weights and like back squats and they have a belt on but it's those belts are normally for like stability right but whenever you improve your mm-hmm. core strength that stabilizes you naturally yeah, so I'm someone who's an advocate towards not using weightlifting belts. Okay. Because if you can't if you can't keep your own, why are you adding a bunch of weight on top of it? It's just my is my thinking. So the only way that I'll use a belt is if I'm going for a PR, I'll put on a belt just as like more of like a safety than anything. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I, I don't really use the belts either because except unless I'm doing like a PR um, or you know, or yeah, or basically only when I do PR, yeah, because you just never know. I'm like scared as hell. So like, I got to make sure everything's good, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I, just in case, you know, yeah, if it, especially if you don't have a spot or something like that, like it's good just to have like a little bit of extra support if you need it. But I really do try to avoid like in my everyday workouts, I, I don't even like, I don't own a belt myself. So if I am going for a PR, I'll borrow it off of someone. Like it's not something, it's not a piece of equipment that I find essential to have with me at the gym. Yeah, you're like in the gym, like, hey, bro, you mind if I use your belt? Yeah, I'm like, hey, did you bring one? Because I didn't, so I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I keep my core tight, I keep my core tight. That's cool, though. So, yeah. so overall, calisthenics, every athlete should do them. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think it's a great tool, well, especially athletes. I think athletes, like, 100% should because, again, you're just so aware of how your body moves and 
like for proprioception, like when you go upside down on a handstand, when you invert, you have such a better idea of how your body moves because everything is technically opposite. So you'll notice when you teach people to handstands the first time, when I say squeeze your bum and like make sure your hips are like open versus like being like in a pike, everyone will do the exact opposite. Or if I'll say make sure you like <laughs> suck your, your stomach in and your rib cage isn't stuck out, like they'll do like the exact opposite. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Exactly. That's so good. So you gave so much value, girl, on like all this calisthenic stuff, benefits, um, what to do, what are some good ones, uh, and, and, and stuff like that, which is so cool. You really helped a lot of us, especially me too, learn more about both these worlds and how calisthenics can actually benefit your health and, and help your weightlifting as well, which is, which is awesome. Um, but for, for, for everyone listening right now or in the future uh, and want to learn how to do a handstand or whatnot, <laughs> where, can they, uh, where can they find you? <laughs> Uh, on Instagram, Little T Fitness. I have my ebook out right now. It's linked in my bio. But also, if you just shoot me a DM or an email to littletfitness at gmail.com, you can always um, ask about online training or online consults. I do both. So that's where you can find me. That's so awesome. You might get an email from me because I definitely need to learn how to do some extreme <laughs> movements because <laughs> I want to. They're so cool to do, you know? <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, everyone. It's so fun. So everyone listening right now, uh, if you have any questions with like calisthenics or, or anything like that, you want to learn how to better your movements, maybe you're dealing with like an injury and you want to kind of gradually move back into the weightlifting world or, you know, you just want to take care of your body, be one with yourself, reach out to, uh, to Taylor and, and she'll be more than happy to help you out with anything that you might have or any questions even. Um, and I hope everyone right now who's listening is doing okay throughout this COVID-19 and uh, everyone's staying safe and healthy. Uh, and we're going to eventually, you know, get past this and look back and, 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 you know, obviously be at the end stronger and better than ever. But uh, everyone that's listening right now, all I ask, if you got any value from this, any benefit, and you want to learn how to do handstands with your best friend, uh, share it with your best friend, put it on your Instagram story, send it, you know, via Snapchat or, or message or email. The more people we can get to listen to these episodes, the more lives we can all change together amazing amazing episode today with guest speaker taylor i'm your host coach matt and as usual get out there train hard live strong <laughs>